Yeah, it was, like, it was yeah, like it was like Sega. Who's I this chocolate like dog? He. <laughs> Well, He's here to record puppy. us. I was like, we're pretty much full right now. If Eric joined that, that would be cool. This is AI. Do not Sky worry. West. How many people, <laughs> how many I love people you brother. legally allowed to have in the podcast? Testing. We're allowed to Einstein have a dry. Heil, heil, heil. Testing. Kanye test. AJ still needs to join. Dale still needs to join. Uh, join and Paul. Join. No, nope. I join. What? Never mind. Never mind. Wait. Never mind. Wait, what about joining? Never mind. I don't know how. <laughs> you <laughs> looking at some behind the scenes thing? Don't worry about it. Of? Don't worry about it. Baba Bowie. <laughs> so that's not going to be in the recording. I'm just letting you know. Somebody's got an echo. How can you say you love her if you can't even eat her poo? <laughs> Is it officially started recording? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's recording. But we're not. Uh, yes. I, I'll edit all this out. Why? You should just include this garbage oh, nah. in front of it and then play the theme song. Welcome back to Terrible Tirades, a podcast that allows old friends to laugh, banter, get serious, or none of that. Thanks so much for stopping in, and we hope you enjoy the conversation today as we talk about one of the biggest hobbies in the world, games. As always, my name is Sean, and I'm joined by my co-hosts Dale, Paul, Adam, Christian, and a special guest, AJ. I'm not going to allow any of them to introduce themselves because that would allow people to actually understand who they're listening to. But, hi everybody, how you doing? Uh, Magical. Yeah, uh, yeah, I am. Well, we're getting more and more people on the podcast, and it's awesome. I love it. But it's getting to the point to where <laughs> we we have a lot of like really familiar faces, and at the same time. People are there's no con- continuity in this show whatsoever, and I kind of love it, but it's also kind of silly. I don't know. How are we going to compete with the Marvel Universe if we don't have at least 25 characters in any given time? <laughs> that's most of which aren't in any individual episode. That's do we, have, do we have more listeners or people on the on the podcast? <laughs> we should try to keep abreast of that. We should, for every listener, we need someone on the podcast. I can't wait till we get a million. Just skip all courts full of people shouting different opinions about like religion and video games and the best way to masturbate secretly in a hotel room. And if you're listening right now, you're invited to the next episode. <laughs> what if we got to a you're point invited where to that hotel room? It was all of us and all our friends and family members just all in Discord just ranting about nonsense. I will Maybe. say, Dale, you mentioned religion, which, by the way, I, I would like everyone to know, religion has been the worst viewership uh, <laughs> or least downloaded episode Interesting. that we Thank have God. done. But yet someone reached out to you. That is true. About that, who was another podcaster slash author. Yes. Slash author. Dale, if you've Authors? read... 
the chat. I don't even know her. You would know <laughs> oh, exactly I, what we're talking about. I wanted to look into her while okay. I was at work, but I didn't get a chance to. I was too busy fighting with the weather. But, uh, yeah, I have a feeling that we would have some fun conversations with this lady. I have a feeling that she's an author in the same way that David Lebehart is an author. Who that? He was on Tim and Eric and uh, check it out. Hey, don't disrespect lot. him. He's an expert or, on aliens. Or anybody. I'm not going to add any context to that, but... She's going to hear this, and I'm going to lose one of my, like, two followers on Instagram, all right? Simmer down. <laughs> yeah, bro, I thought we were going to have fun conversations with this I, wait, lady. Wait, I don't wait, even wait, know wait. who she is yet. I, no, I would like her to join. That sounds fun. I think anybody that listens to this podcast has got to at least, uh, you know... Uh, have some sense of humor and uh, they'll be like, that's okay. I mean, you can edit or that not. out if you I'm, I'm no, just no, guessing no, based on it's two there. screenshots. That, that not exactly fair. Now. I yeah. also base my opinion on people based on very few interactions and broad generalizations. That's yeah. the American way. Yep. Yeah. I walk up, yeah. I'm a Mormon juggalo. Judge me. Anyway, I mean, back to what we're talking about. So <laughs> today's topic is video games. Um, as I showed you all before we started recording, I have a very basic outline of how this could go. Um, what I didn't show you was just this article, because I love current events, as you know. But uh, this article was written in January of this year. And it was just, the title is, How Many Gamers Are There? Uh, with 2023 Statistics. And it's not going to surprise you to say, you know, there's a ton. So 2023, according to the latest data, I don't know what data they're referring to exactly. I think they're going off of downloads or software updates for video games. That is uh, readily accessible type of information. I don't know where you'd find it, but... I'm pretty certain that that's where they got this. Uh, according to their data that they have, there are approximately 3.09 billion active video gamers, video gamers worldwide. That figure has risen over 1 billion in just seven years as a 32% increase. So half the planet. There's eight. Yeah. Yeah. 8 billion. So just under half. Got him. Uh, they better not be That's counting bots. Who's the weird one now, <laughs> Mom? There's a lot of bots on RuneScape. They're not real people. I hate the bots Damn, on RuneScape. They are. They are the worst. <laughs> yeah, there's no bots in board gamers. If you own if a bot out simulation, there, fuck we're you. all gamers. <laughs> RuneScape. All right, well, Dude, you know I hope what? So. You, brought up, you brought up RuneScape and bots. What do you think, in my mind... Okay, I think bots are probably one of the most harmful things to an MMORPG. But I may be mistaken. So what are the most harmful things to the gaming industry? Okay, I'm not going to talk about MMOs specifically at this point, but the gaming industry in general. Is it hacking? Is it torrents? Is it uh, botting? Is it... what? What is it? Microtransactions? You beat Maybe. me to it. You beat yeah. me to it. I was definitely going to say microtransactions. Or 
or so my brother was harassed by some people playing CSGO, which they were like an underground league of like super racist trolls who like posted swastikas everywhere. And just because my brother like kicked them from a CSGO game because they were being assholes, they took a picture of him graduating. They posted his full name and address and made it their profile picture and proceeded to just like post like all kinds of like fucked mm. up shit in his name everywhere and then would just like constantly harass him from like all forms of social media. So like like threatening trolls like that probably. Yeah, but is that just gaming or is that everything right I mean, now? It's just gaming, but like, you know, when when you're playing League of Legends and someone's like you should legit commit suicide. I mean, you know, I've 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 broken several keyboards because of people in League of Legends. The people are the worst part of gaming. Trolls. People are. I love it. Yeah, so we need more bots. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> we just need a game with all bots. How many times as kids did we have two people over, two N sixty four controllers, and three bots in the map, and just yeah. had a great time? I don't or play maybe. a lot of games with bots, but in my experience, games like uh, let's see, like Fortnite and PUBG, they added bots, which I don't think is a good thing. But they did it to kind of make it seem like uh, easier to play for new people who would typically get like zero kills for a whole game, and now they can target easy targets and make it seem like it's a more populated. Dude, I can fucking win experience. now. Do you I think can fucking they did win that? because? Of do you think they did that because they wanted to make it easier to win? Or do you think they did that because their servers were becoming more and more unpopulated? So they wanted to make it to where it was easier for the people who do want to play to find matches. I 100% uh, think it's just a confidence booster thing to get you to play That's what more. I think. I don't know how the technical aspects of it work, but I assume that people were getting tired of because as a gaming community grows like especially with a game like fortnite or PUBG, like the casual to not good players eventually fall off and then it's populated mostly by people really good at the game targeting casuals so they're probably trying to make it like a confidence boost to get people to like hey i played a game and i got six kills maybe i'll play again because at least i can get kills now things like that yeah i could see that those bots can be useful, I think, in, in terms of playing like Warzone, you know, those battle royale type games to apply pressure to, like if you're, and to make it more interesting while you're looting, so it doesn't feel like you're playing looting simulator every time to like come across some action while you're racing to the circle or some shit like that. It's like applying that healthy pressure, something to fight, something to do. So out of the group here, how many of you? play games like that battle royale games or like heavily populated games that are still big and like big in the gaming scene today does roblox count <laughs> i mean they probably have roblox fortnite actually i know they do yeah i dabble but i used to play them exclusively for a, a good while yeah i, I dabble so question yep. Uh, with the bots on these battle royales, what happens if it's you and just like a bunch of bots? Do they just declare that you're the winner because you're the last human standing? No, they'd, they'd, they'd make you finish the game out, but it's very rarely you versus bots at the end. If 
the bots are usually so bad at the game, they're easily okay. you can tell their bots from a mile away with just how they move, or by the fact that their name is like verb noun twenty three. <laughs> yeah, shitty like those predetermined Xbox Live gamer tags that they ask you if you want to use when you sign up, things like that. Do you think our AI overlords are going to get better at making? those uh default gamer tags for us or are we gonna have to keep exercising our creativity because i gotta tell you i'm running out of juice <laughs> i did not yeah, think you were gonna say of... gamer tag it sucks for me because i am most I, I cannot have a gamer tag or a username in any format with numbers or x's or anything like that like i can't do it so i have to be creative yeah unique gamer tag is is pretty pretty sweet although i did Think of sarcastically making my gamer tag like YOLO swag four twenty. <laughs> That's taken. There's bullshit. No, there's no gotta tag. I got gotta like be, Doritos bro. XXX or something. You gotta keep adding a G after swag until it's available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh quintuple G swag. Didn't didn't you like inherit a gamer tag, Christian or AJ? I can't remember, like from your dad, like Nuckin Futs. Xbox Gangster. Yeah, oh, I made man. that one. You made you... it under pressure. <laughs> well, the Knucking Futs one kind of does too, but I remember I remember my dad had one and then he made a second one that I inherited called Going Postal. All one word, no anything else. And then he made AJ one uh, called Xbox Gangster. All one word. Uh, and then eventually... The going postal one he let die off, and AJ didn't really play games as much anymore. So I inherited the Xbox Gangster one, and then AJ got to make another new one. So I inherited two in a row until I was able to. I didn't make my first gamer tag until 2014. I still have it. Is your dad still game? No, not really. WV Rebel. That that was one of his new ones. WV Rebel. WV Rebel was the first one, and it was the best one. That's we gotta get like plaques of gamer tag names handed down like a family crest. Yeah, I was about to say like that's gonna get to the point on my, where on my tombstone a will. <laughs> yeah. On my tombstone I want all my gamer tags on there. <laughs> that people can tie your achievements to your legacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your KD ratio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, hey, I had Frankie one. from Amur say my uh my gamer tag was cool. Nice. <laughs> I don't You're think I'm wicked there with all the X's. That was too many X's. It was in between yeah. each letter. Yeah. <laughs> and wicked yeah, as well. So we've talked about I mean, so we've talked about RuneScape, so MMOs, and we talked about uh gamer tags, which that insinuates Xbox. What what do we think, or what are our fondest memories on consoles? What what are what is the best console? That's a good question. Uh, I was just having that conversation with my cousin, and we're trying to like make the objective case. But at the end of the day, it has to be like, where do you associate all your best gaming memories? And for me, that era between 2000 and 2010 is just unrivaled. Um, the original Xbox with Halo, Halo 2, the Xbox 360, and all the games that came out with that. Uh, those two, for me. 
I don't know, man. You got to go back to that classic sometimes. Some of my best memories in 64. I mean, yeah, yeah, GoldenEye, sure. Smash Bros. How much time did you spend playing Smash with your buddies? Don't lie to me. I know it was a lot. I did most of my Smash Brothers on GameCube. Oh, most right. of my Smash yeah. was on N64. Like me and my my friend, he would like when he would stay the night. I would just like set it to like fucking ninety nine lives, and it was like me and him versus two level nine PCs, which sounds pretty pathetic now, but it was fun. So I would say that the games on like N sixty four and even Super Nintendo, and I you could even throw GameCube in there. Like those games cannot be touched by any other thing, uh, console, just like the quality of them. But I will say I have to give some consideration to the PS2 as the best console because you know, just the sheer yeah. number of games plus the fact that the PS1 library is like 100% backwards compatible, it's hard to beat that. Yeah, I would say my my head says PS2 is probably the winner, but my heart says N64. It's funny because I love the N64 so much, and we did not even have one, and all my memories come from playing it at your guys' house. So there were some pretty great games um, that I will always like think about. I saw you had Perfect Dark on the list, and that I remember just seeing that game, like not even playing it and just seeing it and being mesmerized. But we played lobbies. What's that? Just bot lobbies in that. Yeah. Perfect Dark. Yeah. Just all the cool weapons and things you could do in that, and like the changes in perspective. I just hadn't like seen all that before. But we, we when we stayed over, we would play so much Star Wars Pod Racer. Oh yeah! Oh, NASCAR. We would t- play. I-, I can't remember what it was, but some flying game, and that was like my first intro to like inverted controls, and it just Star felt Fox. so cool. Mm-hmm. Diddy Kong Star Fox Racing. Was, Star Fox was pretty sweet. Diddy Kong Racing was good. It, and very, honestly, very underrated. Like, like there was a lot of shit it had that Mario Kart didn't. Like. Mm-hmm. Like it was like the adventure mode was just nuts. Like fucking I mean, racing a giant races. pig and shit. And yeah. Like you had hovercrafts and fucking planes and a fucking elephant genie with a turban and shit. Like it was And every weird. time you'd hit him, you'd go, hoo hoo. <laughs> I think yeah, uh, it's safe to say that games of that type of console, like N64, NES. Uh, even I'd even go as far back as uh, PlayStation Two or PlayStation One. They are iconic because they kind of built like what we play today. Even if I, I mean, Mario Party is still a big thing. Mario Kart's still a big thing. Mario franchise is a humongous thing. So you take like I think of N sixty four. Even though I didn't play a ton of Mario uh, Mario games on the N sixty four. It's still something that's carried through into what we play today, like Mario Galaxy and such like that. Um, go ahead, Dale. I was just gonna say, I mean, the first three D game was Mario sixty four on the N sixty four. It was certainly yeah. the first three D Mario, but I mean it, it was it was the first three D game that did three D gaming right. There were yeah, a lot yeah, of that's fair. But that's they were fair. you yeah. know 
really Sonic fun. 3D Blast on the Sega Genesis, but that was a little bit like it was like dumbed down 3D, like just barely. Yeah, same way that Virtual Boy was technically, you know, yeah, technically that was the first VR game set, but Virtual <laughs> Boy is just painful. Oh god, the virtual yeah. boy. God, that's probably Bro. why I need fucking glasses today. <laughs> <laughs> All that black and red, damn. Like Did they should have made an NWO game. Own one of those? Oh no. I, I owned one and, yeah, and, okay. and honestly, there was a really fucking good game for that. I mean, there was a few oh, there pretty were, good games, what, but the fucking Wario Land for that was fucking good. Okay, that was good. I was gonna say Galactic Pinball. Because it actually had like a 3D space. You yeah. Know, when you hit the puck, it was a puck instead of a ball. When you hit yeah. it up to the top of the pinball thing, it would actually seem like it was far away. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's there was only like a very few games for that. Like I had like yeah, a was about bowling 30. game and a like a like a 3D robot boxing game and that sounds cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was fun, but it fucked my. It eyes just hurt up. your eyes and your your neck and your back because you're like, unless you had the perfect height table, yeah. you're going like this to get into it. All right, I'm gonna fast forward now into time. He's going one to of, hack us in time. One of my favorite memories of video games is Halo. I. Played so much Halo, and specifically, I'm talking Halos one through three is what I recall playing the most. I, after three, I definitely fell off. But Christian, I, I remember we stayed over at your your house for the weekend, and I think it was the original Halo, right? Mm-hmm. It was the original Halo, and it was the first time I'd ever been introduced to something as fun as that. And you had the console. I didn't have it at the time. And I remember we had been playing it all weekend. And we woke up. And you asked me something. I don't remember what what I don't remember how the conversation went. But I woke up and I didn't say words to you. All I did was hold up my hands and like. And I knew. Pretend I mean, like I was playing the Xbox with my hands, and that, you're that like, meant, let's let's continue where we left off immediately. Uh, yes, I love and it. Was it was awesome because my dad's always been a techie. That's why we had the Xbox to begin with, is because he just loves Microsoft since the dawn of time. And and of course, we had the big the big big TV, uh, the bulky back when the big screens were huge, and then the home theaters. Mm-hmm. And. and uh, Halo through that system was just unrivaled. It was the I think Halo to me marked the beginning of the next generation of gaming uh, entirely. Like it changed on a technical level, uh, on a story level, on a graphics level. Music introduced in a game. Like I know they, there's a lot of good soundtracks in early games, but like as far as a cinematic soundtrack that's worthy of movies, uh, voice acting, it's the perfect. Xbox original game. Well, and let's not forget the fact that there were FPS games and there were, you know, uh, competitive shooters at the at the mm-hmm. time that existed, but their controls were all very clunky. Halo kind of yeah, pioneered Halo... 
the yeah, casual shooting that you're still seeing. I mean, it was the great grandfather of all the Call of Duties, and yeah, and, and the, even in the controller, know, the, the concept Royale. of a next gen controller, like the whole click to aim, left trigger, the grenade, everything was designed for ease of access. You got two weapons, hold this button to switch immediately, this button to. It's just everything you could want to do as the Master Chief you could do without thinking about it. And every game kind of from then on sort of took that. Halo changed my world for sure because it taught me about networking. Halo is the reason that I ever bought my first Switch, learned how to hook up the Ethernet cables. Uh Because we would have in high school every Friday night... Me and Brian, if any, I think most of you guys know Brian. Um, we would go over to his house. This was when, you know, right around that time, it just happened to be the right time in history that little CRTs were getting to be cheap. You could pick them up at yard sales. That's what we did. We got four TVs. We had four people who had an Xbox. We hooked them up. Sometimes we get like eight, ten guys there, like every Friday night. That was some of the most fun I've ever had playing a game. Halo, Halo Two. Now I love Halo One the most, and you're not, you probably don't you probably hear usually Halo Two, but Halo Two was the first reason that I ever stole internet from someone, and it was because. But 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 my neighbor didn't have a secure Wi-Fi back in time. These were like the early early two thousands, and people didn't put passwords on their Wi-Fi. Sometime I had my fucking window open in the middle of winter. With my little fucking Wi-Fi adapter out of my 360 sitting in the window, and my mom would be like, "Ah, it's it's, it's cold in your room. Why the hell you got the window up?" I'm like, "Well, then buy me internet so I could play Halo. You're spending more on the heating bill right now than you would be paying for internet." Checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> and thus a thief was born. <laughs> Truly, it was combat evolved. It was all worth it. I think that's why I would have to give Xbox like my it has my heart too. I mean Halo is a mm-hmm. huge part of that, like countless hours doing what you were just saying, Sean. Just playing with Christian too, just the campaign and you use the word cinematic Christian and it, it just so it was so immersive and Halo two with Xbox Live and everything. We've and in terms of Xbox Live, our first introduction was Ghost Recon, and we played tons of Ghost Recon too. But really, Halo Two, matchmaking, the LAN parties, yeah. and just even playing one v one, pissing each other off. Do, did anybody else? Um, I know I couldn't afford Xbox Live. And we would play on X-Link. Did anybody else play on X-Link? No. I've heard of it, but I never... I know. I don't think I ever did, no. It, it was I, fun. It was fun. You get to meet a lot of poor people who just <laughs> want to play Halo. And it, it's, you know... <laughs> there weren't clans or anything like that, but um, you could always find a match. You could always usually max it out to the 16 people. You had the voice chat. You had almost everything you would have on live. You just had to route it through a computer. Interesting. I did. I'd never heard of that X Link before. Yeah, it just it tricks the Xbox into thinking that the 
games on the internet are uh, on your local network. They're system link games. Okay. You brought up clans. That that's something very unique to the gaming scene. Uh, that I'm sure all of us at some point have been some kind of like had some kind of affiliation with in one game or the or another. I mean, heck, I was in a, a clan very recently on Holdfast. Uh, that's true. That's true. A, a, a British or, or EU clan. We go stand in a, a line battle and shoot at each other. I but, even joined you the one time. It was a new experience. Yeah. But what clans have you all... What what clans do you have memories of, and are they still around today? Uh, and I was uh, part of a huge clan in Halo 2. I was actually ran it with my cousin uh, called KOS. And the Halo 2 days, and I reckon we had probably about anywhere from 100 to 200 people in it. And uh, it was fun as hell. Clan battles back was then that... against... Sorry, so... was that the one that... Are you talking about the one you, like, you kind of took over when we were in a clan with... Um, if you remember Seth and... Yeah, that was yeah. EG or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that, that was our, introdu- our introduction to clans, and that mm-hmm. was cool because everyone had EG before their gamer tag and whatnot. And just to see it that organized was kind of cool. And then we decided we wanted to do that ourselves and build from the ground up. And we sort of did in a different way. Like we inherited a clan that was big, and then they kind of fizzled out. But the co-leader of it wanted to keep going and instead of letting a clan die was just promoting with from within but me and brock uh became like the two co-leaders with him and we were just recruiting people left and right and we grew it in crazy ways and we battled against clans like ksi and whatnot which at the time was probably the biggest uh xbox halo 2 clan that i know of we had a pro team it was wild well, you win that conversation. Right. Yeah, the only clan I ever really made that was successful filled all the slots was like a fucking Disney mobile game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then some guy joined like Marlboro Man and he like started like trying to like tell me what to do. And I'm just like, okay, this game's not fun anymore. Um, uh, play something else. Had a couple. Sh- Crappy ESO clans, maybe, but I wasn't the the leader of them. But I was, you know, friends with the guy who was. But I also yeah, still it, play it just, Clash of Clans, and I still. I was about to say, Chris, oh, has where's his my leadership to Clash of Clans? I didn't we think. Need, I mean, I'll I'll play if somebody wants to fucking play. You want to play a shitty mobile game? Sure, just tell me. I'll I'll right. I'll try. Hell yeah! Download Clash of Clans. I'll invite you. The clan okay. aspect is awesome. We have like yeah, invite me, invite me, so I remember like, to download a, that shit. British coalition. <laughs> yeah, we do. We our clan. It started off just me, AJ, and a few others that are we know here locally, just part of the fam and extended friends. And it was very West Virginia centric, which is how it you nice. know, can only start that way. But it's become very international since, and we've That's got. Awesome. We met an entire group of friends from the UK, and he invited all his friends. So we just have like a, just a UK. Thing, and they invited to meet us if we ever went to the UK too, which would be wild. 
That's our name is our name is Montani Liberi, so it's awesome having all these Brits just <laughs> basically representing West Virginia. That's sick. That's pretty cool. I know nothing about Clash of Clans, but I'm down to join. Yeah, let's let's all play. I mean, I I can continue where I left off. Uh, so I'll probably be okay. Case for Xbox as well, outside of Halo, because like I loved old Nintendo games, and of course, my first console I, you could count was my dad brought us over his old SNES, and for oh, a while, yeah. all gaming was for me was Mar- Super Mario World and Donkey Kong Country, which are two of the best games ever made. And then, Bro, of course, Pokemon. Yeah. We can't not mention Pokemon at some point. Oh, oh man. it was on the list, right? Yeah, so we oh, got yeah. it. I mean, my first console was technically like. Like my parents had like an Odyssey and then an Atari, which Odyssey is even older than Atari. But the first console that was ever bought for me was like a Sega Genesis. Before then, I would just go down to like this neighbor girl's house who had the original Nintendo and play Mario and shit. Oh, yeah, but, you're playing but, that Mario, like, man. Yeah. It, other than Pokemon play, being like an, an actual crazy obsession and lifestyle for me, like gaming up until the Xbox was more like a. Just something to do on the side. It wasn't really until Xbox came out in the games that would be like Morrowind and Oblivion and Fable yeah. One. Morrowind, yeah, Morrowind was fucking a big moment in my life. Like Bro, that's Morrowind when I first became a disease for me. Yeah, that's <laughs> when I first like became yeah. obsessed because the, the Cliff Racers gave you that disease. Morrowind is still a tumor that I have yet to get operated out of me, and I don't really plan to get that chemo. I'm happy with my hair the yeah, way it is. Why would you? Those cliff races bro. just spit on your butthole, give you the fucking disease. Of the moment I'm like, bro, they're living in a giant crab. <laughs> That's wild, dude. <laughs> then you got Fallout 3, Fallout Wait, really? Vegas. Yeah. Oh, man. And then Fallout... Just the whole franchise, the very first of that I saw of it, because I didn't have a PC to game on, because we're poor people, and I got gaming consoles, you know, half a decade after the new one had come out, because then then they were cheap. You know, the first Fallouts I saw were on the Xbox. They were 360 games. You know, Fallout 3... Yeah, I never played the old ones. Well, I did, actually, I did, but I I never played them much. I now can say that I've almost <laughs> beat Fallout 1, but uh, and I have yet to try Fallout 2. I hear it's the best of the old ones. So I can say I've played some old Fallout games now, but they're never going to hold the same place in my heart that Let's the uh, Xbox Fallouts do. Let's all play uh, Icewind Dale. Because it's got your name in it. I oh. know too much about that, actually. It's only $5 right now. It's on sale. Definitely nice spectacular. Deal. Guarantee You're, it. Uh, and out Sean's of 10. buddy has that game. The, and Towns out of 10. Uh, uh, Asian guy. Who's on Night Shift in Korea. What? <laughs> what, Hung Lo Wang? <laughs> <laughs> Something wrong. Here's a question: What game in your lives, 3D, like a 3D type game specifically, was the first game that made your jaw drop in terms of like the change from a previous generation to the next generation of gaming? Where you're like, okay, now we're getting serious. For I me, Far Cry Three. Far Cry Three. That's a good one. For me, it yeah. was Oblivion. 
when Oblivion came out, I because mostly because I really was playing a lot of Morrowind at the time. Like yeah, the, the jump from the the because that was like an early 360 game too. Uh, the just the change in graphics, the combat, how fluid everything was, how green everything was. It still to this day, I don't think very many games have blown my mind like that. It was it was good, but the problem with Oblivion, it's a very good game, and the, the gameplay is m- far surpasses Skyrim, I would say. But Even the with the potato people for the for the fucking human character, or the, I mean the not the human, I mean the elves and the Keji, everything. You all you had this line on your neck right here that separated the textures on your face from the textures on your body. You're like a fucking kin doll, and you look stupid as fuck. Thank you, kind sir. <laughs> I would not have mentioned that or Dude, even, like thought I love that. how like they would have like a completely <laughs> like you would talk to like a beggar and they'd have this completely different like they Did would you just a coin for an old beggar. Thank you, yeah. kind sir. <laughs> it's the same guy. They just had four voice actors for the whole game. This is amazing. Bro, the you would think that Morrowind was the first time that I had a game that like a 3D game that just made my jaw drop and realize that gaming had evolved yeah. while I wasn't looking, but it was actually Fable. Fable one. I was gonna Fable say one Fable. pissed me off. I loved it, but it pissed me off because it kept crashing my original Xbox every time. Oh really? There was, there was a scene where you like you, you like your whole family just died and you throw up every time you throw up. Fucking black screen crashed. At the very beginning, goddamn. Even yeah. the Xbox was horrified by what had just happened. It's like, no, <laughs> she no didn't even get her this. birthday present. You're not getting a patch to fix this either. Yeah, fuck you. You don't have internet. You're a bitch. <laughs> just <to laughs> upload your fucking Smash Mouth CD onto your fucking Xbox. You, you download that shit so you can play it on the fucking menu. Bro, who else downloaded the shit out of some CDs onto their Xbox original oh, yeah. and? Yeah. That was the first Played that era. Shit. That was like my beginning to the the to the actual fucking digital age. I had like, Apple I don't have to put... on that shit. Hell and, yeah, uh, yeah and dude! I let I somebody. I had an Avril Lavigne CD, but it was just because someone gave it to me. Like there was this girl on my bus; she gave me all these CDs. She's like, "My dad's a mailman, and he always finds these like CDs in the mail that don't." belong to anybody so you can have them like i don't know what that means but sure she liked them forearms dog she was trying to hit that you didn't even pick up on it you're just like oh cool cds (laughs) i I put it on my xbox and then i let brian take it to church camp and another one of the christian kids broke it because he thought that avril levine was of the devil so i had to listen to (laughs) my xbox after that she did say damn. She did. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember I it was right when LimeWire was a huge thing. So uh, I was torrenting all these songs and then putting them on CDs and then transferring them from CDs onto the Xbox. Like, the federal government uh, will never find them here. LimeWire. From the FBI. I don't even have internet on this thing. I remember <laughs> LimeWire. Songs that have 30 seconds that repeat over and over again, and then also funny grandma videos, and don't forget the beheadings. 
<laughs> yep, I saw all those or songs that were like one thing that were there. That was never the same. Your again. favorite song. It always had your favorite song, even if it wasn't actually your favorite song. It was just the clip of Bill Clinton. I did not <laughs> have sexual relations with that woman. Your favorite song, you know, the sound of a vending machine dispensing for twenty seconds. <laughs> well, yeah. What about? Uh, I don't know I'll what's happening for... anymore. I think I, Sean wants to get moving, and we're just fucking. I have them. a question more so to Adam and Paul, because you, Paul, you brought up the Atari, and Hell yeah. I think we had a brief exposure to the Atari. And like mm-hmm. missile command and pong and stuff like that, but oh yeah, we had the special tourney much. paddles for the pong, yeah. But I listened to a bunch of other podcasts, and I listened to this one about what basically ended Atari, and it was um, the creators being pressed to create an ET game, and it oh. basically going down as like the yeah. worst game. Hang on. In history. <laughs> but <laughs> not so much that it was so bad, like it was okay for a time, but there was so much hype for it. He got it. He's there. Not it only does he have it, he has it at hand. That he's just like, oh, you mean this right here? Did you dig that up from the prize possession? It's the only Atari game that I own, and I don't even have an Atari anymore, but I still have this. <laughs> well, I waiting. Paul's been waiting all his life for this moment <laughs> for someone yeah. to ask about ET. Yeah. Dude, this should be buried in the desert somewhere. Uh, but here it is. Yeah, they like there was a rumor that they w- yeah so bad they went out into the desert where nobody could find it and buried it, just like yeah. shame along with. That's they true. So many I've... of them, and then just from word of mouth, like because. You should yeah, watch the Angry that. Video Game Nerd movie. He talks about that. And um, there were two games, well, three games as a kid that really scared me. This one, Atari, this scared me. Like, I, you just, you got out of that hole and there's some, like, creepy looking fucking people chasing you. I just wanted to go back in the hole. Um, <laughs> I heard that. Also, continuously I was terrified. What? Sorry. What, what, who was terrified of holes? No, I heard that was like part of the game where you just fell in a hole a bunch and then you'd have to get out and oh, fall yeah. back in and then get out and then be chased and then fall that's, in the hole again. That was 90% of the game. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I was oddly, like, I hadn't, like, at one point in my life, we put the Atari back down in the basement and hooked it up to a black and white TV. And I played Pac-Man Jr. on that shit. And for some reason, Pac-Man Jr. scared me. Like, I was just, like, in the basement, and, like, the sound that the fruit made when it came out on the screen scared me. It was like, duh, 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 duh. It was like a weird thump. I can't <laughs> explain it, but I was scared of fruit and Pac-Man Jr. That's hilarious. The only game that's, like, truly terrified me was probably, um, I think it was Resident Evil 4, maybe? Whatever the one was where yeah. you had that, like, uh radio or some shit and any times you know you had a flashlight you only had a visible um field of view that was like that flashlight and whenever zombies or whatever would get close to you the static would grow louder and you couldn't fucking see like them and silent hill too uh, silent hill okay, yeah, silent. Yeah, okay. No, that's that was i was about to mention that is 
for being the scariest game I ever played, really, at the, especially at the age I was. I don't think I can get scared from games like that anymore. But yeah. Silent Hill 2 was, like, terrifying, kind of. never played that one, but I played uh, the PT demo that, yeah. that was actually supposed to be a Silent Hill game before, like, I don't know what it was like. PlayStation was, or, or or Konami or somebody was firing Hideo Kojima because he's just too brilliant of a man, and that, he never got to make PT. But that shit scared the fuck out of me. That came out in like 2013, right? I don't know, but I know Zach's the the guy who lived with Zach for a while, uh, Dakota. He had like the demo still on his PS4, which apparently people pay. Pretty good money for a PS4 with that demo on there. I I don't remember if it was that game. I feel like it was. Is there was a baby either, in the sink? It was either that or if it or maybe like the Slender Slenderman games. I I can't remember. <laughs> it, it was one of those. I don't know. I think it might have been PT though. I can't think of the the Slenderman games were not that scary looking. Well, no, maybe no, no, not no, the one that Donkey played at least, like where so, he's finding like pieces of paper on the, yeah, the note and it says like can't run. He's like, I know I can't run this game. You're fucking slow as shit. Is there one that says can run? It's like a power up or something. <laughs> you saying? Sorry, go ahead. You saying Slenderman? Just from do you guys remember Shadow Man? Oh my yeah. god, that game oh, yeah, kind of yeah. scared me oh, a little bit too. I think that was I had some creepy. nightmares about Shadow, Shadow Man, was Man. Fire. We played a lot of that. On that There's system. that, and then Kane, the the Soul Reaver guy. That was pretty crazy too. I remember you had to have that thing that you put into your N64 to save Shadow Man, and we were too poor and didn't have it. So if we <laughs> wanted to play Shadow Man, we just had to leave the N64 on until we beat it, and we never did. Oh, uh, somebody's gonna bump that shit and ruin your day. Oh man, like, there were so many times they're like, "Well, you weren't playing it, so we turned it off." You we're like, "You fucking what?" <laughs> that was like twelve hours of gameplay. Now we have to do it all over again. Back to the blood lake with the little screamy <laughs> things and that was the first come on, slowpoke and the, all the, that other shit. The worst is when it happens when you're playing. I'll never forget me and like my friend. I think we were playing uh fucking uh I can't remember the game, but it was on the original Nintendo and my friend's brother comes riding a bicycle through his fucking bedroom, hits both of the cords attached to the and the Nintendo controllers and just the whole Nintendo flies across the room. And we're just like, Seth, what the fuck? Whoa, cowabunga, bro. Gnarly, my bad. <laughs> wiggity, wiggity, wiggity. <laughs> okay, so a uh, couple thoughts on the conversation. Um, Are we recording this now? I don't even know what's happening. I never stopped recording, so hopefully you guys said some funny things while I was in the bathroom. Yes. We might have said some alarming things. I'm noticing that the oh. uh, little bear emoji for the recording <laughs> bot looks concerned now. Was he always concerned? Or has so, his yeah. face just slowly become less happy as he hears us? Like, oh, God. We actually oh, talked what about have I Marwin. Sean, do you have any Marwin stories? Mm. Um, Watching Marwin. me, probably. I remember, my, I remember playing a lot of Marwin. Um but I, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say I, I played a lot more Oblivion and Skyrim than I played Morrowind. 
if I'm remembering right, Morrowind was when you could actually go kill anyone. That that living god. What was his name? Vivek. Vivek. Well, you could kill Vivek. both of those, but. But uh-huh. yeah, I remember Vivek specifically because I remember <laughs> I, I had that cheat code on that would give you infinite health, but it wasn't enough. He would still murder you even if you oh, had yeah. that on. And so, mm. but then I, on Oblivion, how did you kill him? You just had to be better than him. I don't know. Like there yeah, was you a, just had to whoop his ass. Better than cheat codes. Yeah. I'm, well, yeah, you, so like, while I say that, like, you had the cheat code for infinite health. But if you were still weak, yeah. So the health code it uh, just it was constant regeneration. Like yeah. you it wouldn't would... die. You just wouldn't kill him. No, you would die. No, no, you die. It would just yeah. like the cheat code. All it did was regenerate your health at a uh, steady pace. Yeah, pretty okay. fast. Like so, you, you, if you hit zero health, you'll still die. But if yeah. you hit one health, you'll get to a hundred in like ten seconds. Yeah, well, Dale knows how to be strong in that game in like ten seconds, but the, you just uh, you use the spell to turn all your skills to like level one, and then pay somebody like That's cheap to, do, to yeah. train you to fuck up. The drain skill oh. technique. Yeah, Bro, he taught me that. He's gonna talk. He'll talk that. <laughs> there are ways. There are many ways. That game lets you break reality. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I loved it. No other game that I can think of can you kill gods and trap their souls in like pants <laughs> and make I think, I think that's something so interesting about games that that stuff is somehow through intention or not just programmed into the mechanics of the game, like being able to cheat that way or even just glitches like in Halo and Halo 2 and like those mm-hmm. Easter eggs, like. I remember Halo 2 with matchmaking everything. Whole games were centered around getting to a certain spot you yeah. could only get to if you glitched there, and then it would just be like a free for all with like. Or BXR. Oh, yeah. yeah. BXR, yeah. that's what it was. I was <laughs> trying to remember. BXR. And and that, they established that oh. it existed and probably shouldn't have. They're just like, no, nah, this is going to stay a major part of the mechanics. This is the thing. Where you could either switch like the sniper rifle or the rocket launcher with the sword at the last minute, uh-huh. and you would run across the map. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was crazy. All right, so we're gonna shift gears because we've got approximately ten to fifteen minutes left of recording. Oh, hey. I want to talk about because we, we this entire time essentially we've been talking about games of our childhoods. You know, it's been a lot of fun. Hmm. What modern games? are you playing what modern games are worthy of talking about right now like for instance i know my wife and kids love legend the new legend of zelda breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom so when tears of the kingdom came out i took time off of work to go get my wife the new game because she's uh, recovering from a foot surgery so she's uh, on the couch she's not supposed to be moving around so i was like here is your game and they've accumulated upwards of almost 100 hours of gameplay already. And I, I've seen some like hilarious things online because there's a building mechanic to it now where that's new for Legend of Zelda games. And there's just some hilarious uh, antics going on. But that aside, what are some modern games that you'd like to talk about? What are some modern games that you're playing now 
that are worth talking about. So when you say modern, like last couple few years at most, I'd say three years. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been playing a lot of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven lately since they've fixed it almost entirely since launch, but that's been my whole obsession for like the last month. Uh, on PlayStation Five, I played the hell out of Ghost of Tsushima, which kind of was the first game I played that felt like a next-gen game with all these new consoles. Uh, trying to think of another one. Bro, do Elden you remember Ring. how much time? Oh, oh my God, Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Oh, how could I not talk yeah. about Elden Ring? That I game changed my life. That. I have yet to play it. I heard so much good about it, but I've, it happened to come out right when I was losing the time that I would need to play a game like that. Yeah. It's a you know? big time sink. Mm -hmm. uh, I I, I, I'm not going to lie. I used a lot of the community and the internet to help me out with terms of like, because you can get lost and truly like waste time and not get good at that game by going places before you should or uh, there's a there's a resource collecting and upgrading and crafting mechanics that you need to do. There's I don't know, but once I got the hang of it, it just became impossible to put down and kind of eat. No, I want to say easy to play. The the combat is still super hard as always, but uh, yeah, playing it blind, you could get lost and never really get your footing. I played it mostly blind, and I was definitely lost a lot and very Damn. frustrated. And the last thing that happened to me before I had to quit for a while was like, I, like I think the volcano manor people wanted me to be a hitman. I think that means I'm evil, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. T Tanith, I think your name is. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, what I did a lot was I've you know I'm on YouTube and I'm looking at all these players that have specialized builds, and you watch how those builds work in combat and you're just like wow i could do this all the day or you know maybe you're you're super you you like strength based builds or dexterity and range combat or you're a mage and everything there are ways to like okay i'm starting the game from scratch i know i should go here 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 and here and you can get pretty good pretty early and it definitely helps the game's difficulty dramatically makes it way more playable unless you're like obsessed with the insane difficulty of it all I'm not. I actually get really mad if I can't beat something within the first 10, 15 tries. I understand yeah. that. <laughs> I think I screwed myself by going uh, like the magic build on that when normally I do strength. And then like later on, I found a sword and you know, I'm like, you know what? I want to use this. So now I'm just like a jack of all trades master. And it's, it's, it's like traditional D&D type, you know, with attributes and everything is like determined by chance and stuff and there's numbers and stats to everything so it all matters like what you do what you pick up and i feel like this group here i've, I've only played D D um very very minimal uh, maybe a couple sessions of one campaign but from what i did play it was fun this group right here us six people would make a hilarious D and D campaign. That would be fun. I've always wanted to play it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I've, tried. I've never had anyone who wanted to play it with me who could be the DM. I'm like, that's the hardest. Well, yeah, there's like, yeah, we need, need to find experience. a DM. But I would love to play D and D with you. Yeah. 
That's oh, true. Lord. I did say we could just let like chat GPT or whatever be the team <laughs> see what happens. That'd probably be best, honestly. Not really, but that would definitely we work. would break chat yeah. GPT very quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. D&D, filthy uh, chat GPT, yeah. Oh, break it like that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah. that would be the biggest issue is we wouldn't be able to have our own kind of banter and jokes. So if any of any of you know a DM that would be willing to actually host a campaign for us, because because that's the issue, right? Like being a DM on top of knowing all the rules and all the like mechanics of everything, yeah. you also have to literally build a story, and that seems very difficult to do unless you have a very long time to do it. You know, if you're very prepared, maybe. Um, I'm sure there's like, a good bit of improv too. There's a ton yeah. of it. I, for instance, the one DM that I, I was like the one campaign that I ever played, I, I, I decided I was going to be a, a a little bitch cleric. That's exactly what like uh, the, the role I was playing. I, I wanted to be a fraidy cat of everything. <laughs> and so like there was a fight. It was our mate, our very first like boss that we were going to have uh, an encounter. And everybody was all prepared and everybody was ready. And, you know, he had the DM made this big long thing about how long it was going to take. It was going to, he told us at the end that it was going to take us about two can or two sessions, which is like an hour to two hour long sessions to beat this guy. And that's, that's astronomical. But what I had done, because I, you know, was learning the mechanics, I could summon celestial uh, monsters. So I summoned the celestial bear because I, I learned that I could summon it in any location. It didn't have to be on the ground. So I summoned it above the boss and it fell onto him and killed him and squished him by gravity. And so, yeah, because the DM was like, you can't do that. And I was like, well, it says right here, I can spawn him everywhere I want. And he, he was like, oh, damn it. And he just like, that was the end. That was the <laughs> last session. Did you did. have to still roll like dice to determine how it squished him? Like whether it like it, missed it or not? up to the DM and that, he let me do that. He let me roll to see like if oh, it was okay. going to be effective. And I got like yeah. an 18 and he's like, fine. And so like, I uh, okay. killed okay. him. So it was, it was fair then. Yeah, it was but fair. He's going to have to suck being the DM and have this whole oh, story laid right. out. He spent 48 hours yeah. working on this <laughs> fucking battle. Ooh. Wait a minute. Uh, how you about I squish also... you with a space bear? What if you summon the bear inside of them? Oh, <laughs> I didn't think of that. Ooh. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I, I got way off topic because I was going to talk about modern games, but I guess D&D is a modern game. You know, I whatever. mean, it's still played yeah, it's today. Like, On the topic I mean, of modern game, uh, I want to ask what you guys think of the thing I shared in the chat with uh, that modder adding chat GPT to NPCs that help you. You can create uh, uh, completely oh, unique uh, communication with NPCs that remember previous conversations and react in real time to the things you do around yeah. That was on Skyrim, right? That is right? the future. Yeah, yeah that, I think that, that's super cool. That, yeah, I can't imagine anything better for an open world game with NPCs to bring like real life. Chat that yeah. version of ChatGPT is going to take over the world. I and just they, wonder they're going to base everything off of Skyrim. No, I just I how mean, Skyrim is sense. still like the 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 fucking uh, petri dish for so many mods and stuff and experimentation. 
Yeah, I mean, because what else, what other big like RPG games even are there other than Skyrim? Like, you know, there was The Witcher Three, I guess, but like, but like, I think a big Elden part of the Ring? RPG is being able to make my own character. Yeah, there is Elden Ring, but that's like a bit less accessible for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think that. Uh, Skyrim being the petri dish is partly because Bethesda, and I, I don't think that this maybe this has something to do with why they're not releasing more Elder Scrolls games yet. But like they always made all of the game's files available in a construction set and just said, "All right, we encourage you to make new things out of this." Like I can't think of That's another game very company community friendly with mods and experimentation and stuff. I can't think of another game company that just is like, here are the guts of how we make games. Do it yourself if you want new things, and we will fully support your ability to mod the shit out of everything we make. Except they disabled the achievements. (laughs) We started talking about um, Battle Royale games, and then you brought up NPCs. Christian, did you see that game I shared with you? I can't remember what it's called. What? Deceived Inc. Is that yeah, where you pretend you can, to like, be an NPC and it's a battle royale game and like you have uh, to act like you're yeah. a bot, basically? Yeah, it looks like uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood uh, multiplayer where you have you have to assassinate someone, but someone has to assassinate you, so you have to blend in yeah. while hunting someone while being hunted. Kind oh, of a genius concept. Oh, yeah, I did play that Assassin's Creed game that was like that. Yeah, I know what you mean. That was the next generation that existed. Problem. Yeah, yeah, it was like an online-only Assassin's yeah, it was Creed on, yeah, it was game. Yeah, like matchmaking. It was so much fun. And you can, pick your, you can pick your NPC or whatever, and then if you walk into a crowd of preachers, <laughs> you turn into a, one of them while you're walking yeah. around. Yeah, it's just cool as hell. That's great. Yeah, that there's someone at work crazy. that wants me to play that game that you're talking about, though, and it, it sounds Seed fun. Inc. Yeah, it does. It's that, sounds even, that sounds even crazier with like you talking about NPCs getting chat, PT, uh, chat GPT involved with them. Yeah. Becoming more... He- human in a sense and just like it, yeah it gets to a point where it's like really hard to yeah at least what's human and what's not that would be good i mean is it going to be just like conversation wise though or are they actually going to move more i think it's more too? like how you move in in the game <laughs> yeah. right now from what i can tell but hmm. it's still great sweet i'd not heard of that that sounds pretty fun yeah all news to me all right, the last thing we'll talk about uh, before we wrap it up, I'll go around the room. I'll start with Adam. Top game. Your top one game. If you had to put it, you had a gun to your head. What is your top one? Oh, man. Oh, man. It's so hard to pick just one. That's why I it said is. it. Um... <laughs> This would, you know, obviously would change like from day to day. Well, but right I think the most consistent one that would come up Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Nice. I can yeah. just play that game over and over and over again and I have. I've played it on so many systems. I just got a Vita a couple months ago. I put the PS1 version on there, and I, that's what I play whenever I take that out somewhere, like when I have to do laundry or something. That's just 
it's so the formula of the two minute session to try to get all the goals it's just hard to beat that I mean there are other games that are more polished there are other games that have better mechanics but I just I've probably played that more than any game ever skate games are so fun man I played underground probably much more but I I've loved those Tony Hawk games a lot underground was really good yeah I got a awesome lot of story. music back in the day from Tony Hawk games. Oh, oh yeah. Great shaped soundtrack. my whole music taste, honestly. I can All see right, that. AJ, you're next. Me? No, the other AJ. Oh, I, can, I didn't hear if you said that. But uh, Listen, listen. We were talking to the other AJ. Be quiet. <laughs> yeah. Um, Right now, I'm probably going to have to give it to RuneScape in terms of like dedicated time, and I've gotten back into it so much and like paid for a membership and just really gotten to explore what that has to offer. And that game is just immense, and the community involvement like, there were it was so funny in terms of like reading people's movements. I was just doing dumb shit when I got into the members world, and there were people that were just like, what are you doing? <laughs> and noticed, and they're like, let me tell you what you need to do, like where you need to go. And so I made friends on there. Um, like one, one guy from England, and he's like helped me out so much. Soul Trap 99 He's my boy. And uh, just he he's shown me so much, and it's still being updated. And having the grand exchange in there and everything like an in-game stock market, like there are websites dedicated to um, tracking the grand exchange value of items, and there are services that people pay to boost their accounts and bots and everything. It's just got it. Anytime I get back into it, it just feels like a warm blanket by the fire like it's been waiting to draw me in and uh, uh, it's got quests but also sometimes just grinding on a skill and just zoning out being on my phone watching tv and just sitting there mining or chopping wood or something still just brings me this like cathartic release that no other game really does so it's, it's one of my favorite games of all time you make me feel like such a noob at RuneScape. <laughs> I'm I'm level 81 now. I got my account back, but when it updated, you had to start out um, from scratch again. But that was almost the most fun because, like, that's so uh-huh. fun at the beginning too. Just leveling up each thing left and right because of how the skills scale. You know, like. Someone told me that once you get to like level seventy something is halfway, which is interesting. You know, because I have no idea I, what level I am. Yeah. I you must have played far longer. Like I only played like probably like I started playing like maybe like five or six years ago, maybe at the most, I would think. So Sean used They'd to have pay it reset me. it since then. Sean used to pay me like items and like GP <laughs> in the game back in the day. Um, to 
like level up his hunter skill or something and be like go catch implings or something like that or like I um, Slayer. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. I used to play RuneScape way too much. Absolutely way too much. Oh <laughs> Man. so great. I remember we used to have to argue about whose turn it was because we all four were trying to play RuneScape on the same old shitty computer. <laughs> the old well, RuneScape like... GTA San Andreas cycle. Yeah, yeah. That was it's our like, summer. Summers. Like, yeah, just rotate. Just, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, the, just one more thing. Let me, let me just get to this one place, and I'll stop. And then, like, half an hour later, yeah, but the, I, I just got to do the one more thing. I remember when you used to not be able to see, like, how much XP you had next until, like, uh, mm-hmm. your next level. And then it would just be like, let, let me get to this level. And then maybe that was, like... 30,000 XP and you're just killing the same monsters over and over again or something. It's like, dude, you've been playing for an hour and a half. <laughs> Get off. So do you do you do like the, the Iron Man or the hardcore Iron Man? Or I didn't even mess shit? with that yet, but that's down the line for sure. I'm super interested yeah. in Iron Man. Because that's, that's like the, the purity of the game. Like you can't use a grand exchange. Yeah. You can't use the bank in some instances. That's like hardcore Iron Man. And just like relying <laughs> on what you have and having to do like level up your levels legitly to do certain quests and stuff like that is just insane. Yeah, that's all new to me. All right, we're moving <laughs> I watch. on. Oh, we're sorry. Sorry. Right, Paul, go ahead though. what's your nah, number that's one? not important? What's your number one? Oh, what's what's my number one? Uh, it's Ocarina of Time. <laughs> you were ready. You had the props. Yeah, I got the props. You can't see it. I would play it right now, but it would wake people up. Um, Ocarina of Time, definitely for me. Like, I remember, like, just like, it was, uh, you know, the only Zelda I played before then was probably on the original NES, and I got to play that very briefly because it was just like, you know, my neighbor, she had it, and I just got to play it very little, but like, Going from like that to like a fucking fully 3D Zelda game, like it, it just has one of the most magical worlds I've ever been in. Like the the music was all great, all the boss fights were just amazing. While now, you know, I've done it so many times that they seem uh, pretty simplistic. Still, like the first time, like in in the last castle, you're just like ascending these stairs. And you just hear like this creepy ass organ music playing and you're just like going up this long ass spiral staircase until eventually you just see like the back of the sky like hunched over playing an organ. He just like turns around. He's like, yeah, I'm here to fuck you up, kid. And and then just all hell breaks loose. And it's just one of the most epic experiences experiences of all time. And just like I'll always remember the day that i beat that game like i never thought it would come because as a kid like it took me forever to even go into like the first like like the the tomb of like the 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 fucking like hyrule king's tomb or whatever it was like there were like these zombie things i was scared i was so fucking scared like that game scared the shit out of me but i loved it so much i had to just like face my fears and beat it like the creepiest shit I've ever seen in a rated E game, for sure. What I loved most about that game is, even though it's small by modern standards, the map was just big enough 
to feel like a huge adventure. Oh yeah. But at the same time, just small enough that you could memorize like every square inch of it. Yeah. And you could be just like at home <laughs> in it. It was great. Yeah. The first time you like step into like the field, like after you like beat the first dungeon and exit your little fucking like forest village where you were raised and you're like just in this big open field like i'm like and there's like a day and night cycle as well i'm just like all of this shit is like brand new to me and just blew my mind i've, I've never actually, played a single legend of say, zelda game never never in my life have i ever played a legend of zelda yeah. game it's a big regret i'm, it's I'm thinking great, about it's my favorite series for sure but yeah followed closely and, by elder scrolls breath in the wild and tears of the kingdom looks so cool and, yeah, uh, it makes me feel like I'm missing out. Yeah, you can time. you can really start anywhere, you right? Know, right. Like the right. timeline's all whacked, anyways. That's if you're true. trying to there follow some sort really of order, just just jump in and play. Christian, you're up. All right. Uh, I want to start off by saying uh, my dad was a gamer when I was a kid, like hardcore kind of, uh, and he played. Uh, Ghost Recon competitively and he started a clan with his boys called the Xbox Mafia that he actually played in clan championships with and so when Agent Hour kids he had us join that little community and of course that's a multiplayer competitive shooter and just the adrenaline that you'd that you'd get by being decent and having you know your dad's friends be like dude that was, you're getting good like you're just a kid I became kind of a junkie for that so, you know, I've played a, a lot of games, and I, if I had a list of my favorite games, they're mostly single-player experiences, but uh, I think that when picking my favorite game, I'm going to go with Halo 2, and I, I think that uh, that's mostly because of the online community and the multiplayer aspect of it, but, like, when I think of what makes, what draws me to a game the most, is there's a sort of... Uh, you know, the whole getting online with your boys and playing together with other people, that is my favorite thing about gaming most of the time. And I don't think any game did it better than Halo 2. And I don't think games can be that way because the internet is so, like... We're not going to have LAN parties where I invite, like, 10 of my high school friends over and we're all plugged in on the same router and we're all playing four-player split-screen. And we're playing Xbox Live when we're not able to do that. Uh... That, and then it also has a campaign and a story that picks off from Halo 1, which is another one of my favorite games. So yeah, Halo 2 is the answer, and I'll always be a, a fan of really good multiplayer competitive games. Good answer. Good answer. AJ? Oh, yeah. I wanted to say real quick, honorable mention in terms of Xbox Live shooters like that, that really got me hooked and addicted, and it was something, Sean, you and I... And Tim a lot too would play a shitload of Conquer Live and Reloaded. You remember <laughs> oh, that yeah. game? That game was oh, yeah. so fun. You could piss on each other. <laughs> yeah, and it was so raunchy, and you're just like these little cartoon <laughs> squirrels and fucking shit. I was very sad when, or whatever. You, when they shut down the servers for that. I was like, oh shit, man. That's a lot of fun though. Was that the one with like the Omaha Beach? Yeah. Was, oh god, that was so much fun. Yeah, you could probably play that now. I think they still have it on like Xbox or something. You could play it, but they shut down the multiplayer servers, and so like that was the big thing. Even with Rare Replay, 
Yes. The multiplayer servers are gone. Uh That was a big issue. And I remember whenever we played a lot of that, that was a very fun game. And I was really excited for that game because I played a lot of it on N64. And uh, whenever I found out they had an Xbox version, I was like, oh, I got to get that. They did uh, that, like, specialized classes. So, well, having different you know, classes of fighters, like big gunners and riflemen. And just, that was a lot know, of fun. All right, Dale. Oh, my gosh. Well, my answer is never going to change. It's Morrowind. It's always been Morrowind. I knew that. I have a single player. I knew that. Like, I have, a, I have a single playthrough that has more than 300 hours in it. And that is not my 10th playthrough of that game. I... <laughs> have wasted large swaths of my life, but it was just so... It's not even just the RPG aspect of it, it's that the world is so different from any other RPG you're going to find. It's not, you know, medieval England. It's not uh, Lord of the Rings copied and pasted. It's its own unique world with this blend of, like, Middle Eastern cultures and Imperial Rome and just it the mechanics were just ridiculously broken exploitable. Yeah, you had to get used to it. The fighting is clunky. But when you know what's going on behind the scenes, there's a lot to it. And the story I mean, the other Elder Scrolls games that people play. I've never played Daggerfall or Arena. Most people haven't played. I've played a little bit of it, but... You know, the three big Elder Scrolls games that are out, they all have good stories, but there was something really compelling about the build-up to the end of Morrowind that wasn't there in Oblivion, really. Oblivion got grindy, and Skyrim's just kind of all over the place. You know, by the time you finally get to defeating Alduin, you're just like, I really don't care about this dragon. Can I go back to fighting a civil war? <laughs> you know? Like they Marlin couldn't decide what they wanted to do. Was the first game I ever played that was a real true open world. Like go anywhere, do anything. And that blew my mind. Still to this day, I just I don't yeah, I don't think any game did it before that for me. I never played any PC games, so I know there's a few on that, but Yeah, same same for me on the like other than Ocarina of Time, but yeah, it was much different when you got into tomorrow when you could just like literally go in any direction and find something just insane to like, you know, like I just always remember I don't know if like it was me, but like I, I feel like ninety percent of the people like the first thing you do, you just like run into some guy who just like flies out of the sky. I was just gonna bring that up. Remember that ground. guy who just mm-hmm. falls out of the sky, and you're just like, oh, well, I guess I got a new robe and hat and fucking yeah. little, little and then, lightning and you, sword like, here. You pick up his scrolls and you click yeah. one on X, and he's like, I wonder what this will do, and then you jump <laughs> and you launch into space. Yeah, and that was uh, the first thing I ever did. Yeah, you're just like, whoops. I'm just like, this game is so wild, funny. like, immediately. Like, this is fucking for me. And then, like, you're just like, you, you kill, like, one of the main characters, and it's just like, well, now you live in a doomed world. Do you want to yeah. continue? I'm like, sure. And then <laughs> I, just, uh, I just proceed mm-hmm. to, like, become a vampire and kill every single person I meet. Never, ever beat the game, 
but I played countless hours and had a shit ton of fun. I want to, I want to eventually beat it the right way one day. Me too. Me too. I've never actually done that. And that's kind of crazy to me, but I do wish more games did that where there is a main quest, but there's so much to do outside of it that you can kill a main character. And it's just like, yep, your game, as far as the story goes is done, but (laughs) have fun. Do whatever you want to do regardless. Yeah, I was fine with that when I was a kid. I'm just like, whatever. I'm just here to fucking fuck I'm just up here to get world. my archery to level 100 or marksman and just <laughs> shoot people from a distance. Yeah. That's all yeah. I wanted to do. It didn't hold your hand. It didn't force you to do anything. It didn't... That's yeah. something that I noticed with a lot of other Elder Scrolls... Well, the other two Elder Scrolls games. They either held your hand a whole lot, or you were kind of forced to do i'm thinking of skyrim here like in order to unlock parts of the game you were kind of forced to go the path that they wanted you to Hmm. it's the same trajectory that the fallout games took where in fallout 3 you could basically just wander off and you know give a fuck about the games at all and still have a great time and then fallout 4 I don't even know if it counts as a traditional RPG because you're not making yeah. your own role. You're f- it's like an adventure game. You have a role designed for you. They were definitely moving in that direction. Yeah, they're just like, go find your baby. And I'm like, I don't care. I just want to have fun. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a... D- I care <laughs> way more about my dad in Fallout 3. Hell, in New Vegas, I cared more about finding the guy that shot me in the head. And you got less interaction with the guy that shot you in the head than you did with your own fucking baby in Fallout 4. But in Fallout 4, it's like, well, (laughs) go find your baby, but also build a city. You don't have... And like, hey... Yeah, it was fucking Preston. You have a lot of urgency to the game. Until it's time to gather glue... To make turrets yeah. to protect two guys who won't leave a single patch of watermelons that you have to defend <laughs> for some reason. But find your baby. Yeah, you I, I have more hours in Fallout 4 than I probably do the other two, even though I agree with everything that's been mentioned. Like, it's just, it has its drawbacks, but it has also ways in which it, it's better than the other two games. Oh, I'm not trying to say that yeah. Fallout 4. I definitely have more hours in Fallout 4. You've seen... I bricked an Xbox One completely <laughs> with did. a Fallout 4 save. I just... Damn. I got that survival character to level like 104. And that's why you don't have an Xbox now. That's why I, I the haven't same had thing a gaming console. Skyrim, in, I know... What, I'm, five years? I actually love Skyrim. I think I might like it almost the most. I know it's controversial to a lot of people, but... It's I I kind of am kind of that casual gamer that I don't need my handheld through the whole thing, but I do like a little bit of direction, and I think that's why I didn't end up beating the Morrowind quest as much, uh, because I might have an, a slight ADHD to me, and I just get distracted and I can't focus on the thing. But I mean, also- Skyrim was just also the kind of way that I play uh, games like that I'm always like it's super good when it comes to stealth and archery and that's just you know being a stealth archer is a meme at this point but uh, Skyrim I, I, I replay that all the time and I don't even touch the cam I do think that's its weakest point but uh, my most recent Skyrim playthrough I'm like level 70 something and I haven't even talked to the Grey Wardens or whatever they're called the Greybeards <laughs> uh I just 
grind because the grind is fun. And now they added fishing and stuff like that. And I'm like the shirtless Stark Elf who just builds a home and grows things and is super rich and owns all the property and is max level everything. And it's just a a game that I can play without thinking about anything at this point. Just live oh, yeah. slice of life. The music mm-hmm. and the ambient sounds, it's just kind of a perfect game for me. All right. Um, as much as I love the conversation about Elder Scrolls, I'm going to have to interject, and I guess I'll, I'll give my favorite game, um, which is kind of a, kind of a toss-up, because it's difficult to choose between what I spent the most of my time on or what I have the fondest memories of? Because, like, I don't know. It's a hard toss-up. I mm-hmm. So what I have my toss-up between is RuneScape because, yeah, we have a, us four, so Christian, Dale, AJ, and myself, we have played so much RuneScape in our youth, so much so that we, we played the old-school RuneScape, or the original RuneScape, before the old-school <laughs> RuneScape, and before the RuneScape 3 that's out now, so 2D RuneScape. And, and I remember when we transitioned from that to the, the newer RuneScape, the old-school RuneScape now, like, that's how long we've been playing it. 2004, I, I think it was... Yeah, I, I was curious when people are talking about yeah, RuneScape Classic. I'm like, is that the 2D one with the paper sprites? Like, yeah, but yeah, but no, San Andreas it, just came out, and we were playing that in RuneScape all the time. All the time. Oh yeah, and and mm-hmm. I don't knock RuneScape. Um, the only issue I have with it now is I anytime I want, I have this small thought like, oh, I should uh, let me jump on runescape and try to play it a little bit i'm like i could do anything else in my life and it would be more beneficial than playing huge time suck and that's all that's the only thing i think about when i think of runescape now so there's that and then i think of call of duty 4 modern warfare now that's a weird one for you know that's out of left field but hear me out call of duty 4 modern warfare uh in high school I remember when it came out, or I think it came out in middle school, but I, I remember playing it a lot in high school with my friends. Um, and we, you know, we had a clan. We played, you know, I don't want to say professionally, but we were in some pay leagues and stuff. And I, I played it so much that even I became a referee for some online esports games for it. I played it a ton prestiged uh if you're familiar with call of duty i prestiged all the way up to the max level possible in call of duty 4 at all the golden weapons all the achievements whatever say you you know i i loved that game and then i you know i joined the army and in afghanistan we're playing land parties people have xboxes and we like we were just drill holes through the little shanty uh, town, you know, little homes that we had and connected, you know, we had ordered uh, cables through uh, Amazon or whatever the case may be. And we would just connect land, humongous land parties in Afghanistan and play Call of Duty 4. It was so much fun. So I, I feel like Call of Duty 4 probably is my favorite game. 
my my most beloved game today however it would not it does not stand the test of time mainly because of uh hackers and uh the inaccessibility to the game i don't know it's just no longer it doesn't hold that i I wouldn't play it today like i like i I remembered playing it but it it holds a very special place in my heart i remember back in the day having arguments like when that came out and it that just became a thing we played so much just like what's better halo 2 or call of duty halo 3 yeah, Halo Three yeah. versus yeah Modern Warfare is. I played both. I think it's safe to say that Call yeah. of Duty is probably better than the newest Halo. Yeah, it's definitely. There's a still like the the Call of Duty mm-hmm. community is still going strong. There's CDL is going on or just ended or something like that, and I've there's a whole pro world that's similar to the way MLG Pro Circuit was for Halo back in the day. And I have a couple friends who are obsessed with Call of Duty and keep up with the news regarding it. It's still going strong. I don't even play it. I, I don't play. I'm not a big fan of the Battle Royale type games. I like playing PUBG with all you guys back whenever we used to do that. But I don't. That was a lot of fun. I don't really do anything Tim like choked. that anymore. So. All right. Last closing comments. Anybody before we get out here? Yeah. Uh, Paul. Uh, download Clash of Clans, send me your friend code, and I'll invite you. Everybody. Just Paul. Fuck everybody. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, I feel like he's the only one who expressed interest. I know, Sean, you kind of did too, so you you as well. Oh, okay, thanks. Even Adam. Play this terrible mobile game, please. <laughs> candy Crush. This is brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> it's a Candy Crush invite. We didn't even talk about Pokemon. We and, got and another thing, another honorable mention: <laughs> the, the creeper hoodie in the background. I'm sure we've all spent tons uh, of time Minecraft. Minecraft. How oh, not man. talk about Minecraft survival we, games? Oh, well, we clearly have a gaming favorite. three to go. <laughs> oh, we mm. could. Yeah. Well, gaming two because the original gaming episode that we filmed, Dale, or that we recorded, did not get aired because I thought it was dumb. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. so this is the first gaming episode we've put out. Yes. It was fun doing oh, it, cool. but I don't know if it was fun listening to. I yeah. was editing it, and I was like, wow, this is really dumb, so I just didn't. <laughs> Unless I'm deeply it. concerned about something I've said, I try not to listen to the podcast, because it's really gay to listen to my own voice. <laughs> we, so, so I try very hard. The, the gaming episode was going to be a contest episode. Oh, that's right. That was that contest. It was the contest episode, and at the end of it, Adam won, and he got to spin a wheel that I made uh, online. Where where I say he spun, I clicked, and he spun. But it was a prize wheel of nonsense, and I was supposed to send him a book. (laughs) I was like, good job! And and (laughs) it was really fucking dumb. It was really dumb. So we did not air that. I think you should just read him the book one chapter a night, every night. Adam, would you like me to read your book? Do you want a bedtime Maybe. store? Maybe. He's a man who looks right like he does. Life yeah. or a hat is the name of the book. So. All right. 
Thank you all so much for joining. Uh, we have to close it because we started recording at 10.39. It is 12.11. So we'll see how much editing gets out of here. Thanks, everyone, for stopping by, and I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Check us out on Instagram if you'd like, and if you found today's episode entertaining, then why not go check out some of our other great topics like McDonald's fired us all or the medical industry. Both our leading episodes are for viewership and downloads, allegedly, um, according to my tracker. So thanks so much for joining us, and have a great day. Bye. Yeah, I never got fired from McDonald's. Thank you very much. Just kidding.